Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's that time of the week where Yaffe talks with an expert that is a voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. This is the Beyond Reason Radio Interview of the Week. Welcome to Beyond Reason Radio's Interview of the Week. I'm your host, Michael Yaffe, and today I'm being joined by Dr. Jane Orient. She recently put out a column that says, Carbon Doesn't Kill, Poverty Does. And she addresses the issue about how new EPA regulations that they're trying to push will actually hurt our economy and hurt the medical system in this country. And Dr. Jane, how are you today? Well, it's pretty cold here in Tucson at the moment, but I'm nice and warm because I'm burning some natural gas. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. And that kind of goes to the point of your article. Well, that's right. You know, freezing cold kills people. A slightly warmer temperature does not. And carbon, to say carbon kills, is just so absurd because we're all, our bodies are made out of carbon. And no, if we didn't true. have carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, there would be no life on Earth because plants use that to make our food. Right. So, so when, you, when you see like, what's going on in, uh, with the Global Warming Summit and you look at the new carbon regulations that they're trying to push the EPA, you as a doctor, you have an interesting perspective on why this can be dangerous for the country and especially for low-income people. Well, this is not at all controversial that poverty is bad for your health. Any study you want to look at that looks at one's financial well-being will show that it is inversely correlated with your health. Poor people, they can't afford to heat the baby's bedroom, to buy medicine, to go to the doctor, to buy new tires for their car or other things that are needed for safety. And when people lose their jobs, the rate of, of suicide, of deaths from heart attacks, of all kinds of deaths go up. And hundreds of thousands of people are going to lose their jobs because of this clean power plan. In fact, in West Virginia, fewer than half of adults have a job right now because they're among the first to be affected. Yeah, and I want to backtrack a little bit here, uh, Dr. Jane. Um, she is a physician, but I wanted to you give your background a little bit. What is your background in the field of medicine? I am a general internist. I worked at the VA for about five years. I've been in solo private practice for about 40. I edit the Doctors for Disaster Preparedness newsletter, which concentrates on disasters such as bad science, along with disasters like earthquakes, but certainly bad policy, especially leading to energy starvation, is a a very serious threat. Now, have you seen any effects of any bad policy up to this date already? I mean, they haven't even implemented what they want to implement 
in terms of the EPA, but they have implemented stuff in the past. Is it already having a negative effect on the medical community? Well, it's certainly having a bad effect on our economy, and so, you know, inversely causing causing deaths. And it's it's not having the the purported benefits. Now, the initial efforts to clean up the air and water were wonderful. I've been in Pittsburgh and in Los Angeles in the 1950s, and again recently, and the air is dramatically cleaner. Um, but getting every improvement, incremental improvement, costs a huge amount more, and we've we've long passed, I think, the favorable cost-benefit ratio. And when you Certain say the favorable, people are not dropping dead from strokes or heart attacks because of a few extra particles in the air in some places. And so the EPA's calculations that we're going to have tens of thousands fewer deaths are really absurd, and there's no way to verify that they ever will happen. So the EPA is saying that by putting these new regulations in place, making the air cleaner, so to speak, they're actually saying it's going to save lives from doing that? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. They're saying that these may cost hundreds of thousands of jobs and raise everybody's electricity bills, but we're going to have fewer premature deaths from things like heart attacks, and strokes. And they, they've done a huge data dredging operation on population mortality statistics, like from various causes, and they've correlated them with the, the rate number of small particles in the air in different places. And they've come up with some teensy tiny correlations, which, by the way, are not replicated in studies that they insist on ignoring and, and no, just course. calculating, oh, well, if the air is a teeny tiny bit cleaner today than it was, Yesterday, we'll have fewer heart attacks and strokes. So I, mean, I, I can't even imagine a mechanism by which that might happen. And I've never seen a death from air pollution, and I don't know any doctors who have. That's exactly what I was just going to ask you. So you've never seen, I mean, you've never seen a heart attack. I can't imagine that happening, ever seeing a heart attack where they're saying, well, it's because of all the air pollution that he was breathing in from his life or her well, life. I mean, not even heavy pollution, but what they're talking about is reducing the number of small particles in the air from a matter that's already invisible and barely measurable to something that's slightly better or slightly has fewer particles. And they're talking about any kind of particles. It could be soot from a coal plant. It could be diesel exhaust. It could be a dust storm that kicks up some dirt in the desert. Wow. Wow. Now, when you, when you uh, look at the, what's going on in Paris with the whole climate change summit and you look about what their solutions are, it seems like more of the same. I mean, how do you feel about that? I feel that it's really appalling and dangerous, and it's genocidal for people in places like India and China or Africa, where people are struggling to lift themselves out of dire poverty. And to do this, they absolutely have to have affordable energy. And the only way they're going to be able to get that anytime soon is from coal. Right. And yeah, and you had mentioned in your article, and you actually gave specific examples about how fossil fuels, even though it's seen as so bad for everybody, is actually the driver of saving millions of lives every year, not in this, not just in this country, but in the in the world. Am I correct on that? Well, yes, because if you have really clean power from burning coal and you can you can cook with electricity instead of by burning garbage or dung in a barrel uh, your life is going to be immensely better right and that yeah that's a good point just the sanitary aspects and of course as a doctor i can imagine that one of the things you use for almost everything is some kind of plastic whether it's for the gloves or 
the bags that the medicine goes in or anything like that. And aren't, isn't that a byproduct of the fossil fuels? Well, it's a byproduct of petroleum. I don't like right. to call it fossil fuels because that implies that the only what we have comes from dead dinosaurs and primeval yeah, forests, and this point. is just not true. We have a really abundant supplies of hydrocarbon fuels to power us at the current rate of use or even a higher rate for a century or two. So do you, I mean, could you, I'm just trying to imagine a world without those, those kind of fuels. Is there any way that you as a doctor could practice medicine without those, those fuels? Well, I might be practicing the same way they did in the Middle Ages <laughs> when they were dependent on wind and, and uh, sunlight and draft animals and human muscles. But we could, if we were to put our economy back into, the, into medieval times, as far as the availability of energy, millions of people would die. Which I mean, is exactly what the what EPA says was right, yeah. back in the Middle Ages. And you know what effect it would have on the climate is virtually none. If you look at their own calculations, the effect from reducing the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere could have really a very teeny effect on the global average temperature. As if the average temperature were a problem, right now we're at about the 3,000-year average, and the temperature has been considerably higher at various times in the past, at the times when, when the health and the economy in Europe, for example, were at their, at their best. So um, in terms of this, then, we, we get into politics a little bit. Um, if you're looking at maybe the presidential candidates, um, what, what do you want to hear from them in terms of this issue? I want to hear from them that they're going to go by the real science. They're going to look at the data and the observations, which, for example, show that, that by according to satellite measurements, the temperature has not been going up for the past 20 years, that they look at the predictions of these very complicated computer models, and they look at the record of what's actually happening, and all of these predictions are failing, and they look at the, at the predictions about what we could do if we destroy our economy, which are virtually nothing as far as the temperature goes. I know Ted Cruz has done this. Ben Carson has expressed some skepticism about this. But all the Democrat candidates and many of the Republicans are just saying, well, this is what scientists say. Well, the climate scientists, and to be qualified to be a climate scientist, you have to agree with this multi-billion dollar global alarmism industry. Yeah, and it seems like now all they do is call us deniers. You know, that, that's how they kind of try Deniers to shut us worse. up. They're even threatening to prosecute people under RICO laws for telling what they believe to be the truth about what the science shows. And, if you, you know, if you really have to suppress people by force, you have to be really suspicious that, that these people are right and you can't defeat them in an honest, upfront, open debate. All right. And if people wanted to find out more information on all this stuff, uh, you're talking about today and trying to get the real facts about this. Um, is there, is, do you have a website or anywhere that people can look and see any of this? Uh, yeah, Doctors for Disaster Preparedness, which has an annual conference which features many excellent speakers on the subject and has a bi-monthly newsletter, is ddponline.org. And another website that has press releases and that newsletter about this subject is physiciansforcivildefense.org. Just spell it all out, physiciansforcivildefense.org. Our right. Twitter feed is at D4DP. I gotcha. And I'm going to give you the last word here. Is there any 
I mean, what is the main message that you want to get out to the American people on the issue of climate change and how it can affect our health directly? I think the majority of the American people are right not to be concerned about climate change. You know, it used to be global warming, but since that's not happening, they had to change, they had to change the rules. But we have fewer hurricanes, we have fewer floods than we did uh, 20 years ago. And, and really, there is just no evidence that human beings are causing catastrophic changes in climate or that carbon dioxide is responsible for other than a very small effect. All right, Dr. Jane, I appreciate you uh, joining me today, and hopefully we will speak to you again. Thank you.